Chapter 28 Bharata becomes Rama's deputy When it was known that the four princes and the three queens were reunited and could be seen together in one place a chorus of joy went up in the army and retinue and they came surging forward to witness that happy spectacle they were sure now that rama would return to ayodhya and the people embraced one another for the very joy the sage vasishta conducted the three queens to the hut on the way they saw the river mandakini when he showed them the spot where the princess daily took water for their use kausalya and sumitra broke down and sobbed said kausalya from this pool in the river sumitra your son takes water to the ashrama every day lakshmana is prepared to do the commonest task cheerfully for his brother he does not mind the weight of the water pot on his princely shoulder they saw the spot where rama and lakshmana poured out libations for their father's spirit the darba grass lay with the ends facing south besides the oil cake kausalya clung to sumitra and said o sister this is the food that the mightiest kings have to be content with after death they reached the hut there they saw the princess with faces clouded with sorrow seated under a thatched roof unable to bear the sight the royal mothers sank to the floor when rama lifted kausalya up she stroked him with her flower soft hands and was at once sad and happy she embraced sita and said my child janaka's daughter daughter in law to the king of ayodhya do you live in this hut in the forest oh faded lotus flower oh golden image covered with dust my heart melts at the sight of you rama reverently touched the feet of vasishta who seemed another brihaspati the preceptor of the gods come down to earth and then sat by his mother bharata humbly sat apart facing rama the elders surrounded them eagerly awaiting what bharata would say and how rama would react bharata why have you left your kingly duties and come here in deer skin and with matted locks asked rama bharata attempted to speak several times but at first could not get beyond the word brother then he pulled himself together 
with a great effort and said sending you to the forest but unable to bear the pain our father's soul fled to heaven all the good my mother has got from her evil plan has been that she has become a sinner and a widow and is in deep sorrow despised by the world she experiences hell on earth only you can save us undo all the evil that has been done and wipe off our tears by agreeing to be crowned it is to implore you for this that we and the citizens and the army and the widowed queens have come and are all here waiting for your word grant us our prayer this alone will put an end to our sorrow and reestablish the dharma of our race without a rightful king the land is like a widow desolate and helpless you must come back and make it happy and secure like the full moon rising dispel our darkness the ministers here and i fall at your feet and beg of you do not refuse o brother saying this the great bharata with tear filled eyes clung to the feet of ramachandra rama raised him from the ground and embraced him and said child we were born in a noble family and brought up in good ways neither you nor i can do anything wrong i see no fault in you my blameless brother do not feel sad and do not speak unkind words about your mother it is not proper that we should blame her surely our father had the right to tell us what to do even to degree banishment just as he had the right to order a coronation our duty is to honor our father and our mother how could i disobey or question their command was it for me to refuse my father's command that i should go to the forest he gave you kingship and he ordered for me life in the forest he certainly had the right to settle the manner of our lives what right have we to alter or reject his plans far from being wrong it is your duty to rule the land and i too shall do my duty and fulfill our father's last command by living 14 years in the dantaka forest failing to fulfill our father's wish can i find contentment in the possession of the whole world bharata repeatedly besought and importuned rama rama realized that bharata grieved that it was for his sake injustice has been done and that he endeavored to remove the blot do not blame yourself he said 
do not think that all these things took place for your sake destiny rules everything give up your grief return to ayodhya and rule the kingdom let us each perform the duties assigned to us by the father we love and revere the people who watched the talk and saw the determination of the prince were filled with joy and sorrow in equal measure bharata's affection and purity filled them with pride and joy rama told bharata his unalterable decision i cannot possibly disobey my father's word you will please me by not persisting in trying to persuade me satrugna is here to help you in ruling as lakshmana is here to help me in forest life with lakshmana by my side i lack nothing let us all four brother do our father's will the learned jabali one of the priests who had accompanied bharata here interposed a lesson on worldly wisdom for the benefit of rama you talk again and again of your father's command dasharatha was a physical body which has now rejoined the five elements you talk as though there is some continuing relationship between that person who is now no more and yourself this is sheer illusion why do you like the foolish prattling of dharma and seek to give up the good fortune to which you were born like a woman mourning with disheveled hair the city of ayodhya is plaintively longing and waiting for your return go back accept the crown enjoy life's pleasures listen to bharata do not fail in your proper duties this lecture angered rama he said with such sharpness sir you seem to set little value on truth and rectitude your materialist talk fills me with such abhorrence that i wonder that an unbeliever like you should have been tolerated in the court jabali hastened to explain that far from being an infidel he had all his life been a teacher of the shastras and that he had only spoken as he had done out of an earnest wish to persuade rama to return vasishta also intervened on his behalf and that unlucky interlude came to an end vasishta then put the case for rama's return this way on the whole my opinion is that you should return to ayodhya and accept the throne of course your father's command also has to be considered and reconciled to this step you have obeyed that command at once and unhesitatingly but now a new situation has arisen bharata in his helplessness 
God-fearing infamy has sought shelter at your feet. How can you spurn him? We all know that you love him as your life. You never refuse those who approach you for help. How then can you deny it to Bharata now? Is it not your life principle to help those who seek refuge at your feet? But Rama showed no signs of relenting. Then Bharata turned to Sadrugna and said, My brother has no pity for me. Please spread a bed of darbha grass here for me. I shall take the pledge of fasting unto death. Sumantra hesitated and looked at Rama. Then Bharata himself fetched and spread the grass and sat on it. My child, this was not right, said Rama firmly. Rise, go to Ayodhya and fulfill your duty. Do not go against Kshatriya Dharma. Bharata got up and as a last resort appealed to the people who had accompanied him. A representative crowd of soldiers and citizens from Ayodhya. O citizens of Ayodhya, why do you stand mutely looking on? Do you not want Rama to return? Why then are you silent? The people answered, Rama will not swerve from truth. He will stand firm by his father's promise. He will not return to Ayodhya. What is the use of pressing him further? Rama said, Listen to them, brother. They wish well by both of us. Virtue dwells in their heart. Bharata said, Here I am as guiltless as Rama and a fit substitute for him. If the king's word should be fulfilled, let me stay here in the forest in place of Rama. Let him fill my place and rule in Ayodhya. Rama laughed and said, This procedure of exchange cannot apply here. This is not trade or business for barter and agreement. It is true that sometimes one discharges the duties of another when the latter is too weak and unable to do it. But how does it fit on this occasion? Can any of you say that for life in forest, I have no capacity but only Bharata has? Then the wise Vasishta found a solution for the problem in which righteousness struggled with righteousness as to which should be more right. O Bharata, rule the kingdom under Rama's authority and as his deputy. No blame would attach to you then and the pledge would be kept. Rama took Bharata on his lap and told him, Brother, look on the kingdom as my gift to you. Accept it and rule it as our father wished. A glory descended on Rama and Bharata at that moment as they shone like two suns.
Bharata said, Brother, you are my father and my God. Your least wish is my dharma. Give me your sandals. That token of yours shall reign in Ayodhya till your return. And for 14 years, I shall stay outside the city and discharge the king's duties in your place, paying reverent homage to your sandal. At the end of that period, you will return and accept the kingship. So be it, answered Rama. He placed his feet on the sandals and handed them to Bharata, who prostrated himself on the ground and accepted them and put them on his head. Bharata and his retinue turned back towards Ayodhya. On the way, they met the sage Bharadwaja and reported what had happened. He blessed Bharata, saying, Your virtue will be forever remembered. Are you not a son of the solar race? As water flows downwards, the virtue of your family runs the inevitable course in you. Your father Dasharatha is indeed happy. He is not dead, but lives again immortally in you. They met Guha again and crossed the Ganga and reached Ayodhya. Bharata and his followers entered Ayodhya. The city bereft of the king and Rama appeared desolate to Bharata. It seemed to be enveloped in the darkness of a moonless night. When he returned in haste from Kekeya, he had entered the city in fatigue and shapeless fear and suspense. But today he entered it again, fully realizing all the tragedy. He remembered the past and thought of the present and grieved afresh. He went to the palace and took the queens to their desolate apartments. He went to the assembly hall and said, Great is my sorrow, but I shall bear it. I shall stay in Nandigrama and carry out my tasks as I have promised Rama. Make all arrangements for this purpose. This was done and he solemnly announced in the assembly, This kingdom is Rama's. For the time being, he has asked me to be in charge. In my brother's place, I have installed his sandals. Deriving my authority from them, I shall do my work as king. Accordingly, Bharata stayed in Nandigrama and with the help of ministers, ruled the kingdom as a religious duty until Rama should return after completing his forest life. And indeed, is it not the law laid down in scripture that one should serve the world unselfishly and without attachment, leaving the fruit of one's work at the feet of Lord? Rama did his penance in the forest for 14 years. And all the time, Bharata too did his penance at Nandigrama near Ayodhya. <laughs>